0: The Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. If you bet $100 at WinBet, you can get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use promo code NFC beast uh, for 15% off active until the Eagles or Giants lose their next game good stuff and welcome into the fantasy football podcast presented by the sports gambling podcast network I'm your host Justin Bruni joining me for this week seven preview is our senior dynasty analyst Dave Heilman how are we doing sir doing
1: great man I can't believe it's already week seven This the season's flying
0: Flying, flying. We got, we got all the sports going right now. We got basketball, we got hockey, we got NFL, baseball still rolling. So, yeah, all the pillars of athletics are rolling in their uh, in their national formats. It's a lot of good stuff. Games rolling every, every night, going back and forth from one sport to the next. But, yeah, we're in fantasy football. We're at, you know, kind of like the peak of the midseason. After this week, we'll be halfway through the uh, the first half of the fantasy football season, so yep. keep coming back and riding with us. We've got all the good stuff for you. Dave's running dynasty. We've got IDP. We've got trade value charts. We've got weekly rankings, injury reports, everything you guys need to uh, get an advantage in your fantasy football league. We had a uh, pretty exciting week too for for week seven. You know we're coming up on the trade deadline. We got to talk some CMC, CMC moving over to San Francisco. What was your kind of instant reaction to this trade from a a dynasty perspective, like long-term value?
1: Yeah, as far as the CMC side, I mean, this is the best situation that he's ever been in. He's overcome a terrible situation from terrible quarterback play, terrible coaching, terrible offensive line, bad Mm -hmm. offense. Like everything that you put on the resume that say, this guy's not going to be a top guy. And he's like the top guy other than the injuries. And, you know, of course, there's been a lot of jokes and things like that. And I will say from Elijah Mitchell and a Jeff Wilson standpoint, Mm -hmm. don't just dismiss those guys. CMC does have an injury history. Shanahan's system does tend to kind of run guys down. So don't just completely like drop Jeff Wilson in your redraft leagues or drop, you know, Mm -hmm. Elijah Mitchell. Um, but as far as a Christian McCaffrey, like I have a couple shares cause he was finally like cheap enough for me to get this off season.
0: Right. I'm pretty happy. Feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. Yeah. I mean, if you're a CMC owner, this isn't like a time to, you know, start trying to sell because he's on a new team. This situation is, is far better uh, than, than Carolina. It's so funny because I feel like if, you know, Carolina really took like the, the quarterback search more seriously this off season, you know, they're not losing all these pieces. They're not trading Roby Anderson. They're not trading CMC. Maybe they have just a little bit of a better record, you know, if they go after, you know, a Marcus Mariota or a Jimmy Garoppolo, just a little bit more aggressively because you see like what the bottom of the position can do in comparison to literally just being in the complete dumps. Like this team would take like Nick Mullins in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? Like they've got nothing going right now. So uh shout out to CMC uh for getting out of there. Uh week seven implications. I get so CMC Wilson Jr., and then the Carolina backfield. Um, obviously, I, I feel like no matter what, we're rolling out CMC. Like, you know, even when they say, like, oh, he may be limited, like, they're going to get him on the field. They're going to use him. I feel like it might be like the last week to start Jeff Wilson. Like, I, I don't feel like he's a safe start. I feel. Still like he's a fringe start this week, but in comparison to what I would feel right now for week seven versus what I know I'll feel like for week eight, like I feel like this is kind of like a last ditch effort to get him in your lineups with some level of certainty. And then who do you have the most confidence in in Carolina? Yeah, I would
1: definitely for Carolina, I'm definitely more a Deonta Foreman over a a Chiba Hubbard, but mm-hmm. um and, and that this whole offseason, that's what I've been telling people to do. And So I've been kind of tracking their dynasty roster ship. And, you know, when the news happened, that's the first thing I did was I went to Sleeper. I searched Deonta Foreman. I searched Chuba Harbor to see if they were available in any of my leagues. Did the Mm -hmm. same thing with MFL. Just because there's some leagues that they might be in. Of course, the ones they were in would probably redraft them, not as interested. Right. I don't think people can just expect like a Mike Davis situation. This is a different coaching staff, a different offensive coordinator. Mm
0: -hmm. and.
1: Deontay Foreman could go in there and get the bulk of the work. We also have, we have McAdoo who not a fan don't know what he's going to do. We have Wilkes is there. It's Mm -hmm. a totally different regime. You could see a 50 50 split. You could see a ride the hot hand approach where it's kind of a different guy every week. Right. If you have the, the ability to roster both do it and kind of see what happens. But I'm not really starting any of them with certainty to get Tampa Bay this week, which is like mm-hmm. the worst possible scenario. And you've given me a lot of start sits here that are, that are tough. And I wouldn't start Jeff Wilson or Deonta Foreman or Chuba Hubbard over any of those guys.
0: Yeah, that, that's fair. I mean, if, if, uh, if I'm desperate, Foreman would be the guy that I would trust more. So 100%. just, yeah, from a talent aspect, what we saw from him last season. And just the fact that they went out and got him like this off season, like it seemed like either, you know, a trade like this was in the plans, or just having him being used as a regular tool in the offense was, you know, at one point supposed to be their plan. So I feel safer with him. But yeah, I, I, man, it's got to be in a deep format. I've got to be hurting with injuries, buys, et cetera, for me to get him in my lineup. But let's, uh, let's jump right into the start sit questions. You mentioned that these are going to be, uh, be tough. We don't make it easy over here at the, uh, at the fantasy football podcast. So let's dive right in. We got first up. Trevor Lawrence versus the Giants or Jimmy Garoppolo versus Kansas City? Definitely feeling a little bit better about Jimmy with CMC in the lineup. I had him at quarterback 20 to start the week. I feel like I need to move him up maybe four or five spots now with CMC in the lineup. Don't necessarily love the matchup for uh, Trevor Lawrence going up against the Giants, who have been relatively successful against the quarterback position. Uh, But which, which way are you leaning here between these two?
1: Yeah, I think people look at the paper and they see these playing the Giants and they just instantly want to go with Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. They've been tough. Aaron Rodgers had a tough time against the Giants, Lamar Jackson. It's not just the, you know, the, the bad teams that people have struggled. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that being said, I, I do. Um, I do think it's pretty close. And I would take Jimmy Garoppolo just because of the high scoring nature of the game. Um, he's not going to have to throw the ball super deep for him to get a whole bunch. He's just going to have to check it down to CMC, Debo, and Kittle and let them do the rest. And right. Ayuka's been really good. Um, and and I think, you know, in this matchup, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of scores. Um, I'm going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo in the, in the higher scoring game.
0: Yeah, so Fantasy Pro said Lawrence at quarterback 12, Jimmy at 13. I actually had Lawrence still at 12. You know, he still played very well last week, but you had mentioned it. The Giants have been very good on defense, especially against the quarterback position. They've allowed the 10th fewest amount of fantasy points to the quarterback position. Kansas City, conversely. They have allowed the third most, so much better matchup. Jimmy gets the upgrade with CMC in there. The red zone passing offense is going to take a huge leap forward for the San Francisco 49ers now with CMC there. Like You have these yak guys, the yards-after-catch guys, and Kittle and Debo there already, so they can get you down into those positions, but it always felt like the 49ers would always stall in the scoring zone right down down in the red zone because everyone knows they're just going to try to run it down your throat or maybe try to get like some type of trickery involved in there. But now when you have a pass catcher like CMC down there that, you know, he's just so, he's just so silky with his movements, you know, getting in and out of the tackles, creating space and speed for himself, knowing when to go fast, knowing when to slow down. Like, I mean, the dude's just like the A1 of his position. So I feel like that's going to give them a lot more help inside the scoring zone and you might actually see, you know, Jimmy throw a couple extra touchdowns, um, you know, going forward here, definitely someone that you should upgrade and more of a single uh, or regular season uh, aspect as well with Jimmy. Yeah. And Uh, I have,
1: I have it 10 and 12 in my rankings. So these, these guys are both guys that you can start this week. I think Mm -hmm. Lawrence does a little bit on his legs enough to get it done. And and the giants aren't the, you know, they're not the 85 bears or anything. They're still going to let up some points. But right. they're just—they're not letting up these monster quarterback performances that we've seen in the past. Mm.
0: I would still put Lawrence for under two passing touchdowns this week. Like I like what I've seen from the uh, Giants secondary. You've seen some uh, issues there with the Jags more recently. Uh, obviously, Lawrence had a good week last week, but you know, obviously, a different opponent as well. So we'll see what we get. Sounds like we're both leaning Jimmy, um, but there's probably going to be a lot of start sit options where you're starting Lawrence over your bench uh, bench takes. All right, next up, we've got uh, Ramondre Stevenson versus Josh Jacobs. Stevenson gets the Bears, and Jacobs gets the Texans. Damian Harris is active? What's going on there? He's he's already back. I figured he was going to be gone for a couple of weeks. Any concern there for starting Stevenson going forward?
1: There's some, um, and part of that is just because it's the Patriots and Belichick. Um, I know McDaniel is not there anymore, um, Mm -hmm. so you don't have him calling the shots, and we're seeing – a different type of an offense from the Patriots.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think Stevenson's still the the starter there, and I'm not dropping him out of my top 24. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, that Harris being back and and the thought of him, you know, Stevenson doing all the work and then Harrison getting three TDs is there. Yeah. And so Jacobs versus the Houston Texans is is a pretty juicy matchup. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to take that one with the without the fear. Of someone taking over, and he's been so so involved in the passing game recently.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. It's hard for me to stay off of Jacobs here. If Stevenson didn't have Dame coming back, I would say fire up Stevenson without a blink of an eye. I mean, where you drafted these guys, you know, you didn't spend high draft capital, so it's likely that they're going to be flex options in a lot of leagues. Between the two, like if, if if really if it comes down to putting one on your bench versus the other, uh, I would still lean o- uh, over Jacobs. Both matchups are great. Chicago giving up the ninth most uh, fantasy points to the running back position. Houston, they've given up the third. And both are just bleeding yards on the ground. So a lot of opportunity for both sides here. Uh, I'm going to go with Jacobs, though. I like just their, their offense a little bit more. You get the trust of the quarterback, the receivers. You don't re- necessarily have that feeling with the Patriots. Like there could be some shorter drives for them still because you have an inexperienced quarterback. You have lesser talented receivers. So I think just the overall situation for Jacobs is just very, very good this week. All right, we're going to hit a quick word from our sponsors. We'll be right back after this. Uh, thinking of joining Winbet now is the perfect time because new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. If you're looking to join the Winbet Biggest Winners Club, whoever hits the biggest parlay on Winbet odds wise gets a $1000 free bet. Last week, one of the biggest winners uh, was an N- New York bettor who hit a plus uh 15066 parlay on all money line wagering $110 to win 16743. Big winner. Winbet is truly for gens only. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. All right, we're back. We're doing some starter sits. we were moving on to the wide receiver position. We've got Mike Williams versus Seattle or Tyler Lockett versus the Chargers. A little same game pick here. Uh Tyler Lockett uh been missing practice, I believe. Is that right?
1: Yeah, Lockett's been in and out of uh you know, he's on the injury report. And so that's that definitely could seal the deal on this one. Um, just the fact that he may not even play. I'm right. out to look I'll get I'll try to get an updated injury on him. Yeah.
0: So Fantasy Pros has these guys 13 and 15, Williams in favor by a couple of spots here. They're both coming off of really bad performances. They both had two catches for 17 yards last week. Lockett had five targets, Williams had six, doesn't really matter, but like they were big fall offs from their previous games. You know, let's just say they're both healthy. Which would you expect to bounce back in a game where they're playing each other?
1: Uh, I'm gonna give the nod to Mike Williams. He's you know, Keenan Allen sounds like he's not gonna play. Mm-hmm. I know there was a tough matchup last weekend, and, and Williams didn't do his thing. But I think he bounces back. Uh, Lockett is a guy that I was definitely wrong on this off season, and he's mm-hmm. someone that as he's he's been very good. Um, and Gino obviously has been very good. Um, but yeah, Lockett with a hamstring injury. Um, I'm going to go with a guy that's that's healthy. Um, he did not participate in practice yesterday.
0: Yeah, pretty simple one there, uh, and when I put it together, I didn't I didn't realize that Lockett was banged up, but I thought it would be interesting because of their stats last week, just kind of like their ebb and flow, the, through the past three weeks, it would be a good comparison, but yeah, uh, pretty much a teed up for you there to, to pick Williams over Lockett. Uh, would you do the same thing, Williams over Metcalf, just for sake of uh, conversation?
1: Yeah, that is a good conversation, and um,
0: I think yeah. Metcalf is probably a couple of spots ahead of Williams in, in rankings. Yeah, looking at my rankings
1: now to see where how I have it. Um I yeah, had Lockett I have,
0: at thirteen and I had Williams at twelve prior to the injury news. So
1: Yeah, I have I have I've I have Williams above Lockett, but after um actually one spot above Metcalf. So I have, okay, I have Williams so one go. spot above Metcalf.
0: So pretty, so pretty close. Um, I was, I was wrong on Metcalf. He's having a great season so far. I, I guess I could say I was right on Lockett because I just said like he would be preferred. Like he's a guy that you can target there. So he was a safe target, but yeah, no one was on Geno Smith. None of us were banking on that. Been fun still. Uh, I think they've scored like the seventh most or sixth most points in the NFL.
1: Yeah. And uh, Geno's outlook for next year is interesting. Uh, I put that in my article that's coming out where, you know, people feel like it feels like Geno's 50 years old he's 32
0: he has been around a bit
1: he's younger than a lot of these other guys and there's gonna be some open seats uh, as far as quarterback positions and Mm -hmm. you can see him get a short-term deal like a Mariota or something like that where he is a starter next year or he's the bridge guy um, if Mm -hmm. seattle goes with somebody else but you know right now seattle's not they don't have the number one pick and if they keep playing well they might play themselves out of you know the the top three quarterbacks Right. And after the top three quarterbacks, there's not anyone that looks like a day one starter, mm. and so you could see Geno play next year. I got him for two thirds in a league that we're in. I mean, you nice. can still get him super cheap, and he could be a starting start next
0: year. I think you offered me a second and a third for him. <laughs> Couldn't do it, <laughs> man. I've been having some tough time with trades. I offered a second round pick for this upcoming season, not even like a futures for David and Joku. Couldn't get it done. Couldn't get it done.
1: People are tough, man. People, uh, everyone wants to win the trade. They're so worried it. about winning the trade. At the end of the season, they're going to wish they traded a lot
0: of these guys. I know it. I know. It. We're going to get to some trades here uh, pretty soon. Speaking of winners and losers, uh, a couple more start sits here. Tight end. This one's pretty easy, too, um, but they're very close in rankings. Uh, Rob Tonian at Washington at the Commandos, or Pat Fryermuth coming back for the Steelers uh, at Miami. Fryermuth is ranked, I feel like, kind of high for coming back from injury. He's fantasy pros, tight end 11. I have him at 13. But I guess when you look at this position, like it's like the top eight, top nine guys. And then it's just a big shelf that you just fall off. I don't know. Which way are you going here?
1: Yeah, I'm going to follow the targets and I'm going to go with Tanyan on this one. Right. Um, more Nate. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Tanyan on this one just because I'm following the targets here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got you know, 10 targets last week. And, um, you know, with, with Farm Youth. You you do get Kenny Pickett coming back. There was reports earlier in the week that he wasn't going to play, and it was going to be Trubisky. Mm-hmm. It actually is going to be Kenny Pickett, um, and it should be a pretty high scoring game. Bringing him to
0: close the game, I like it. It's a closer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll 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 see. I, I got to go, Tony in here too. It's not even just the targets. He leads the Packers in catches. I had no clue. It leads the Packers in receptions. That's that's insane. I mean, Romeo, Dubes, Lazard, they're they are like right there. Aaron Jones is not that far behind either. But still, like, I mean, I can't say that any tight end is safe. But if there's somebody that feels safe this week that wasn't like a top 10 option in weeks prior, it's definitely Rob Tunyon here. Um, Going to stay away from from Fryermouth for probably a game or so just to see – you know the quarterback situation kind of unfold is pickett still going to be the guy obviously mitch came in and played well at the end of that last game for all i know mason rudolph's going to be the qb in a couple of weeks i have no, i have no idea so just doesn't feel like a situation you want to buy into um, you know with a lot of confidence all right last up here we got a flex uh, flex pick uh, drake london at cincinnati terry McLaurin at home with green bay or tony pollard uh, versus detroit Ah, uh, London and McLaurin coming off you know a couple of pretty bad weeks, like consecutive bad weeks here. Pollard, you know, is it his week? Is it Zeke's week? Like, who's going to kind of have that booming performance? Which way are you going here with these three guys?
1: Uh, I'll say the easiest one to to remove from the equation is London for me. Um, He's mm-hmm. just been too hit or miss. Mariota's not throwing the ball; it's not enough volume. Right. Um, McLaurin gets Heineke, and that is very interesting. Last year, McLaurin. He got targeted like crazy. I know that 50% of the targets were like competitive catches where mm-hmm. he was basically, they're basically saying he had no separation, but Heineke was like, I don't care. It's and like 75% so like,
0: target share. It's all you, buddy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like McLaurin got targeted so much with Heineke in there that I'm going to go with McLaurin. Um, we just don't ever know what Dallas is going to do there. And I know Mm -hmm. Tony Pollard is one play away from making me wrong, but he's also one play away from making me right. Um, Because it really just takes that big play with Pollard because he's not getting Mm -hmm. enough volume. And I I think, I mean, Heineke's a gunslinger. He's going to go out there and he's going to throw it. He's trying to throw three interceptions, but he's going to throw the ball 30, 40 times, and half of those are going to go to Terry McLaurin.
0: Heineke was saying before the season starts, I don't have a chance to play. I'm not going to get to play. They spent all this money on this guy that's not very good, so I won't get to play even though he's not very good. I'm hoping he comes in with a chip on his shoulder because I have uh, plenty of shares of of Terry. But in this pick, I am going to go with Pollard just because I love, 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 the matchup up against Detroit, Detroit allowing the second most fantasy points to the running back position. I feel like it's very much a you know very uh, good chance that Pollard is the boomer this week. Like he's going to have the big performance. Zeke could steal one in the red zone. It feels like it's definitely uh, plausible with this you know really thin Detroit rushing defense. But I expect Pollard to get a handful of catches and find Pater this week. I love. I agree with absolutely everything that you're saying about McLaurin. I just don't love the matchup could see a lot of jair alexander obviously heineke could throw the ball up but like you said he's inefficient could also run quite a bit too He's he's got uh some juice in his legs so we'll see what happens there but uh very even for me so i have mclaurin at 25 or wide receiver 25 pollard at running back 21 so v- splitting hairs there agree with you definitely going to be holding off on uh, on london in this one easy one out All right, let's create create some trades. Let's look at some swaps here. Uh, One of these trades was from one of my leagues this week, uh, but two were not. So we'll just jump right in and see what you think of these, Dave. First up, side A, Alan Lazard, Najee Harris. Four, side B, Leonard Fournette. Which side are you looking to grab?
1: So is this a redraft trade?
0: Yes, they're all redraft trades.
1: These are all redraft trades. If that is the case, I'm going to take Fournette over Alan Lazard and Naja Harris. Nasha Harris has been super inefficient. he's mm-hmm. not getting targeted like he was, and he was really a you know a compiler last year. Mm-hmm. He was not very efficient. He only had thirty goal line touches. He's had ninety five reception mean, like ninety five targets last year. So I'm gonna go with Fournette. They're using and abusing him, and he's gonna be on, He's on the better offense than both those guys.
0: Yeah, I gotta agree. Fournette's a top five running back right now. It's very difficult to get off of that. And the amount of volume that he's getting and just the lack of competition for touches, you're I'm not gonna sit here and say that there's some type of decline in like Tom Brady's play. I know everyone's like reading in, you know, to the tea leaves, and oh, there's a divorce, and all oh, the team's not playing well, and the offensive line isn't that great. Like, guys, they're three and three. Like they're gonna be just fine, they're gonna figure it out. They have one of the best quarterbacks at, at his position of all time, you know, be, be, you know, behind the line of uh line of scrimmage. So they're gonna be just fine. Gimme Fournette. They pass the ball a ton. Brady's passed the ball 40 times in four straight games, a lot of opportunity in the passing game, goal line touches, just very easy for me. I like the idea of Lazard, but I still feel like the touchdown percentage at some point just has to come down. Like, you know, he's he's not getting it targeted. Um, a ton, you know, but he's getting enough work to where like, he's a, he's a reliable wide receiver too, week in and week out In my opinion. That's just not enough for me. You know, Najee Harris is more flirting with RB two, RB three or worse. So yeah, for me, I'm, I'm leaning for net as well. Uh, next up, this one actually is in a keeper league. So side a is Saquon Barkley and Deandre, Deandre Hopkins, excuse me. Side B is Jay, John Dotson, Darnell Mooney, Devin Singletary and Aaron Donald. So also an IDP league. I, I know what side you're taking here, but is, you know, can you do this trade? Like, would would you, would this be veto wor- worthy for you?
1: Um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely I'm not a veto person, so I would definitely have some questions. Um, I do play with some IDP, but I'm not going to pretend that I'm an IDP guy. Mm-hmm. And so Aaron Donald's value is interesting, but Aaron Donald is also someone that like almost walked away from football just a couple months ago. So uh, I'm taking the Barkley and Hopkins side. Hopkins obviously came back in a huge way. And I'm interested, did this trade happen before or after the Hopkins blow up?
0: Before. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that they were probably kicking themselves a little bit. And they probably thought they were they were getting over on this guy um, for the Hopkins, Hopkins thing.
0: Yeah, I don't know what they were getting over. It was a big veto in one of my trades this week. Caused a big ruckus. And, uh, yeah, I always like to bring in some of the unfair swaps, I feel like. And, you know, the team that was giving away Barkley and Hopkins was also 0-6. They haven't won a game. Those four players that they're getting, you know, don't make your team better. You know what I mean? Darnell Mooney, complete boomer bust. Jayon Dotson, also injured, complete boomer bust. Devin Singletary is the most safe asset in the trade, and you have no idea what he's going to give you week in and week out. He has, he doesn't have a safe floor, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't know where they were going yeah. with this one, but there was, there was definitely some feelings, uh, you know, a little hurt, you know, some people took it a little mo- more seriously than they should, but I just thought it would be a fun review uh, given the fact that, you know, pretty much every trade we put up here is, is pretty close. This one ain't it. <laughs>
1: like, no, no. And this is one where if you're a, comp- if you're a competitor and you see another competitor, like a contender get this trade, and they just added Saquon and DeAndre Hopkins for a bunch of bench players. For nothing. <laughs> you're you're pretty upset about it. And and this is where, um, you know, I don't want to take the show off the rails, but this is where tanking can get frustrating in your leagues because you're seeing guys not only give away free wins, mm-hmm. but you know, people are loading up and, and the trades, the values can be all over the place.
0: I, I typically don't hate on tanking, uh, especially when the team is winless because at one point you weren't winless you know if like the, the two and fives the one and 6s and like and then you beat me you one and six team you know what I mean like yeah, in week one yeah. like that that will drive me crazy because it's like oh great I had to lose to the team while they were competing in the first week of the season they didn't compete for the next five weeks but yet I had to take the L you know because they were yeah. so excited after their draft you know what I mean yeah you know, I'm but
1: seeing I'm, the guy get he's scoring 65 points and beating somebody and I scored 165 and exactly. lost and I'm like Okay, that's frustrating.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, you're going to go with the the Barkley and Hopkins side here. You know, if 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 I'm always if I'm giving suggestions, like if I'm going to veto a trade, I always say like, listen, it's not for me t- like to say like, oh, I'm vetoing this trade because I'm going to be my team will be less competitive because this other team is going to get Barkley or Hopkins. It really is an unlike balanced trade, and that's why I would veto. I don't veto for the sake of it. Like, I hate 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 the veto button. But what I would say is, is that just drop one of those top players and it's a little bit more fair. Take Barkley out of the trade. It's a little bit more fair. Take Hopkins out of the trade. It's a little bit more fair. It's it's not a, a good swap, I'd say, still. But at least, you know, you're not doubling down on two top 10 assets at their position for just, you know, bench, bench fodder.
1: Yeah, even no, even I the agree. one for
0: four, even the one for four wouldn't be great, but it would just be a little bit more fair. So that was my my big take after I told the two people we should find them for this terrible trade. But.
1: Yeah, this is the classic. I'm going to give you a whole bunch of stuff and you're going to yeah. give me something good. Like, exactly. I don't know if the guy was like, man, I'm getting like five players. And like, no, like this is like giving a kid $5 and then taking the 20 from them.
0: It's like, no, it, it, yeah, it's like that, uh, that video is like, I put down 20, you put down 20. I buy it for 50 or whatever. We both yeah, make $10. Yeah. Like, no, no. Someone, one of you lost $10. Damn it. Stop it. Um, I did it. I did a three for one. Not that long ago. uh, DJ Moore, James Robinson and Brandon Cooks for Tyree kill. I'm not feeling great about that, but you know, I like what I saw from those three assets that I got, you know, prior to doing the trade other than DJ Moore, who I'm really hoping gets traded here soon. My God, same the last straw. All right. Uh, one more trade here, and then we're going to get into some over-under picks. Uh, A.J. Dillon for Eli Mitchell and Jeff Wilson. Seems like a good swap. I like this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, A.J. Dillon's another guy that a lot of people were, were wrong on. Um, You know, we all expected A.J. Dillon to I, – I wasn't as high as he was going to be a top-12 running back, but I did mm-hmm. think A.J. Dillon was going to be a top-24 running back as they leaned more on the running game than the passing game with all the changes and as they were developing these, but we also expected this to be a much better offense Mm -hmm. and they're not scoring a lot of points. There's not a lot of red zone opportunities. There's not a lot of opportunities in general. There's not an efficient offense Um, and Eli Mitchell and Jeff Wilson. So for me, I think it's very even and it would depend on what, what my roster looks like, like AJ Dillon. You can't start him right now. I don't think you can start Eli Mitchell or Jeff Wilson right now. But if I have CMC, I want side B. Five mm-hmm. Aaron Jones, I want side A.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, like if you're in a cuffing situation where you can double down and, you know, lock up a whole backfield, very easy here. Yeah, yeah. If you have Jones, you want to get AJ Dillon. If you have CMC, you want to shore up the 49- 49ers' backfield. Standalone value, I would still take Dillon just because I feel like, you know, he'll, his floor would be safer week in and week out given the fact that He's just in a two-man tandem rather than a three-man tandem. And there's been plenty of times where the Packers are just completely in favor of AJ Dillon over Aaron Jones. Makes me sick, but they do it. So, you know, we gotta, well, gotta and, keep that.
1: And I wonder what size the benches are, because if you mm-hmm. have Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson sitting on your bench, like I was actually thinking earlier today about you know doing a handcuff rankings article. Mm-hmm. And um, but if you have a six, you know, six bench and you have two of them with these backups, like hoping that CMC gets hurt. Like, that's not a good situation. Like, if you, AJ Dillon, you're going to get a, a plus because you mm-hmm. can go pick somebody up off waivers. So it's not just AJ Dillon for these two guys. You're going to be able to fill that spot. But if there's only five or six bench spots, you're giving two of them to backup running backs. Ah, I'm mm-hmm. not, you know.
0: Well, technically, Mitchell would still be on the IR. So you can, you can at least use that slot. True so you can you can throw him down there until he gets back i which i'm more concerned about that's that's the only thing i would be concerned about with the two players is that at some point you know they are going to be splitting work behind cmc i you know we always say like oh cmc can be used as a receiver he'll come out of the slot and then they can use those other guys as running backs I, that's not going to be the case in san francisco they've never done anything like that uh in the shanahan offense yeah each guy will get touches you know sporadically cmc getting the most Easily over 20 a game, but you're not going to know week in and week out which one of those guys it's going to be behind him because Wilson Jr. has been a guy for the 49ers for multiple years now. They've relied on him, you know, and answer, have him had him answer the call many times. Eli Mitchell was impressive last season. So I would imagine that all those guys are going to touch the ball, you know, at some point upon, you know, full return when everybody's healthy, they're going to have a three-headed monster back there. Albeit the three-headed monster, the two lower pieces may only have like four or five touches, but still they're go- they could you know nag production from uh, CMC or from each other. All right, going to go into another round of uh, reads here from our sponsors. We'll be right back after this. Uh, no house advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick them contests versus other people for a shot at winning two hundred and fifty thousand plus in cash. Download the app. Choose a contest and select your player props to earn points for correct picks and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the App Store or um, Digital Play Store to get your first deposit match up to $25.
1: If you're like me and there's a foreign language that you regret not learning in school, it's never too late. Start with Babbel. Babel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can finally cross learning that cross learning that new language off of your list. I know myself. I live in, in a, a household with two different languages. My my wife's first language is Spanish. My first language is English, and uh, my my son is learning both. And so, for me to keep up with the family, Babel is the perfect tool. I'm learning, she's learning. Um, with Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson. You can start having a real-life conversation in new languages as little in, in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. Their, their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language journey today with Babbel. And right now, you can get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com SGP. That's babbel.com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life.
0: If you watch f- uh, football, then you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you the complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone Plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over a hundred channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try FuboTV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V dot com slash S-G-P.
1: Let's talk about OddsTrader. OddsTrader is a place you can compare all, all odds from all major sportsbooks. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sportsbooks to get the best deal. The app that provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible. It also is a bet tracker so bettors can keep track of their records for all of your games and your betting activity. Remember, at, at Odds Trader, you can have handicapping, play by play updates, live scores, and bet tracking, player statistics, key game statistics, projected game day weather. Winter is coming. You're going to want to know what's going on with these outdoor games, especially with Bernie's Bears. Um, bet Tracker allows you to keep records of all your games and betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com, Bachelors Blue Wire. Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets
0: bruny bears but he's rocking all raiders today
1: i know you look like you're in this in the the raiders stadium
0: i am i am Allegiant baby the uh the death star meets um mid-century modern it's pretty sharp that's all right We, we get by all right we're back we're talking fantasy football over unders we're looking at underdog projections these are picks that you can throw out into your underdog uh slates i know they do you know four five ten twenty times your uh payment pick so let's jump right in here we're looking at fantasy points only first up dave's guy danny dimes jones 15.45 jacksonville has given up the 17th most fantasy points to the quarterback position is he going over or under that total this week you got yourself muted sir
1: sorry we got smoothies going on um we got (laughs) uh you know he's he's had an ankle injury and mm-hmm. we've seen him not run as much recently, but mm-hmm. two weeks into the ankle injury, I think you're going to see him run more. And with how he's run the football this year, I think he can easily get that. And he's also, you know, he's been pretty efficient in the red zone, um, mm-hmm. not only with his legs, but he's also throwing the ball. Saquon Barkley, Daniel Bellinger. He's been very, he's been used a lot. Um, Wandale Robinson is back. And uh, so I, I definitely think he can hit that mark. I don't think it's uh, it's too too big, and I do think underdog goes with the four point um, passing touchdown uh, scoring.
0: I like I like him to go over this one for some reason. Dan Jones has felt more safe than usual these past couple of weeks, and I just like what their team's been putting together. Their, their defense put the, puts their offense in very good positions to score. So I'm going to go with the over. I feel like it's a little bit more risky, but I like the matchup uh, at Jacksonville, and I just like the um, you know the edge that the Giants have been playing with recently. So I'll go to the over there. I like it a lot. Uh, next up, we have Damian Pierce at uh, at Las Vegas, thirteen point seven five fantasy points. Feels low for a guy that's going to get well over twenty touches in a game. I like the over here. Yeah,
1: I like the over as well. Um, you know, he's he's really taking full grasp of this backfield. Um, it it was, he was the backup to, to Burkhead. Then they were about 50, 50. And then the last two weeks it's been him. He's had over a hundred total yards. He hasn't scored a whole bunch of touchdowns and you don't expect that in this Houston offense, he's not going to score a whole bunch of touchdowns, but he's getting the volume. And he's also with those hundred yards, he's also got 20 plus touches. So you want, you don't never want to chase touchdowns. You want to chase opportunity. And when you're getting someone that's getting four or five targets a game plus 15 to 20 carries, I think 13 points is low.
0: I, I agree. I feel like it's very low for underdog in consideration of the volume that he's going to be getting. I also love the over 67.5 rushing yards. Also love the over 12 and a half receiving yards, which are picks that you can also get on underdog. So those, those are good picks for me. I would take any one of those. Think that the fantasy points is probably the safest, to be honest, though. Uh, next up, we have Juju Smith-Schuster, who's coming off a big week. He scored a touchdown last week, but not a favorable favorable matchup up against the San Francisco 49ers. His total is sitting at a low number of 10.95. I think it's going to come close, and I I feel like that defense gives me enough uh, lack of confidence to take the under here. What say you?
1: Yeah, I, I think I'd be more comfortable with the receptions total than mm-hmm. I am because um, this this is going to be a high-scoring game. They're going to be up and down the field. And that's where Juju excelled last week. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this, you don't know what the yardage is going to look like. like. Last last week, he broke one and got mm-hmm. the touchdown, and that's what made him have a big week. Like he hasn't right. had fifty, you know, fifty yard touchdowns.
0: Mm-hmm. It was
1: you know, it was a two yard route. He just made the guy miss and ran down exactly. So, um, I would be more comfortable with the over on the receptions, but I'll take the under on the fantasy points. He hasn't mm-hmm. hit that 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 number. Um, but once or twice this year.
0: Right, exactly. And that, that's that's what it is for me is the lack of consistency and really just more so the consistency of uh, secondaries being able to kind of hone in on Juju and MVS and really take away the deep ball from Mahomes and just make him check down and hurt you with the underneath uh, look. So I, I'm not confident in Juju. Honestly, I would probably stay off the receptions as well. He's just not someone that I feel comfortable uh, starting or taking props on this week against San Francisco it might be a high-scoring matchup, but I feel like those receivers may not be doing much. It might be a big tight end and running back week for the uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. And speaking of tight end, our last position here, we've got big Mark Andrews, 16.95 against the Cleveland Browns. This is also a tough one for me. My inclination says to go to the over, but I feel like it's a pretty tall number, and they might be able to keep him out of the end zone this week. What do you think?
1: Yeah, this is one where if you don't score a touchdown, you 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 miss it. Um, the last two weeks at Cincinnati, he had eight catches, 89 yards, a touchdown, 18.9 points. He had seven catches, 106 against the Giants, a touchdown, 20.1 points. So he was able to easily hit those. But if mm-hmm. he doesn't score, he misses on both occasions. So this is where you could go with the under and play it safe and just think you know he doesn't get in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Jackson has been banged up. Andrews is missing practice time this week, but they've said it's clearly just rest.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he's he said as much as well. Like he is comfortable, his body feels ready to go. That's all that it was. Again, we're in the midpoint of the fantasy football season. They're coming up on you know almost halfway through their regular season in the NFL. So that's gonna definitely come into play here more so for the stars, right? For the for the key assets on any offense or defense. So not nothing really to be worried about there, but the matchup is uh, more beneficial I think to the defense. The Cle- Cleveland Browns have allowed the sixth fewest fantasy points to the tight end position, mostly because they're keeping them out of the end zone. Like Dave pointed out, without that, you know, it's going to be difficult for him to go over that number. So this is another under for me as well. Uh like the receiving yards at 73.5, but uh, even you know, even that feels kind of risky. I don't know. And they're not giving out his catches just yet, so that might be something that you want to play a little bit closer to the chest and wait for the final numbers to roll out on uh, on Sunday because they're going to definitely do an update, offer some more props, etc. cetera. All right.
1: Well, that and was a good one. Going back to the yards, mm-hmm. um, Cooper versus Andrews, just so everyone knows, you can play rivals, and so you can pick players from the same game, players from the same team. And so they have Amari Cooper versus Mark Andrews, but they're given Amari Cooper plus 17.5. So do you think Andrews can have as much – Given given that Andrews gets seventeen and a half point spread, do you think that, that Andrews can beat the spread against Cooper for yards?
0: No, I don't I don't think so. Not in that matchup. Just because the secondary for the Ravens has been pretty pretty weak. Uh, they're dealing with injuries. Uh, obviously, you know, Cooper and uh Njoku are the main targets there. So uh, Cooper gets plus seventeen and a half, right? That that's that's what you'd yep. said. Yeah. If that number was closer to eight and a half. Nine, I would probably take Andrews, but you know when you're getting that close to twenty plus extra yards, like that's that's a player too for Andrews. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like I would feel safe taking Cooper there. That that's a that's a big spread.
1: Yep, yep. I'll go. I'll, I'll agree with that, and then I'll go. And I'm with not a uh, Cooper guy.
0: I am not an Amari Cooper guy. So for, for like. Be as clear as possible. Like, I don't have a ton of confidence in that, but when you're getting the spread, when they try to give you the mind game, like you you don't want to buy into the players as much as the numbers that you want to buy.
1: And and then I'll just tell everybody, go take every Tampa Bay over. They play Carolina this week. That team is just completely given up. Half the team is on the trade block. I mean, Tom Brady throwing, you said, 40 40 plus times two weeks in a row or three weeks in a row. Four Four weeks weeks in in a row. row.
0: Yeah, I know. I I was. I was very shocked by that. Chris
1: Godwin looks really good. He's finally back, and Mike Evans is going to eat like that. That offense Mm -hmm. is just going to. They're going to score forty points.
0: I would love to see it. And Tom is angry. Tom is not happy. He's an angry Tom. You got Ben Roethlisberger talking that smack, saying he doesn't look like he's in it. Doesn't look like his head's in it. He doesn't look right. I'll show you, you old man, you old retired bastard. He will. All right, been a good one. Appreciate you coming on, sir. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you on Twitter and anyone, anything else that you're working on
1: at dynasty dorks. You can find me on Twitter, TikTok, and all the socials and then uh, SGPN fantasy and uh, make sure you guys check out the YouTube channel. If you're listening, check out the YouTube channel, subscribe, comment, let us know. We got some giveaways coming up.
0: Yep, absolutely. we got shows coming out pretty much every day. We've got the good stuff for you. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com, smash the Fantasy tab. You can find Dave's Dynasty content. We've got IDP, we've got weekly rankings uh, for Dynasty and for Redraft. Uh, We've got uh, trade value charts, we've got injury reports, we've got everything that you need to stay ahead of the competition on a week-by-week and season-long and multi-year format. So please come ride with us. We appreciate all the support. Uh, be sure to download this video, smash the like buttons, uh, share out the, all of our posts and all of our videos. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SGPNJB. Take care, be well, be good. If you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you. Good luck season.